He was my dad by daytime, and he was a perpetrator at night. I never knew what night it would be that my door would open to my bedroom and somebody would enter my room, my dad, and climb into the bed with me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Sean Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how secrets eventually reveal themselves throughout our lives. Now, listener discretion is advised, as the content we are sharing is intended for mature audiences only. Sometimes we try to keep secrets not for ourselves, but to protect others' bad behavior, because oftentimes, We don't know what to do with secrets that someone wants us to keep. But what if bad secrets can affect us right into our future lives? Today, we will have Don Scott Damon, who is keeping a huge secret of sexual abuse of her past that would express itself in her adult life in anger and rage. She's going to talk about how she tried so hard to keep her past secret, but she just couldn't keep it in. Let's check it out. Don, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I am very thankful and privileged to share my story. Don, thanks so much for joining us on the show. And I understand what we're talking about is a very sensitive topic. I understand you experienced sexual abuse at a young age and you decided to keep it secret as you were growing up. Tell me when you started being abused and what happened. Well, you know, I'm not sure how old I was when it all first began. I don't have that memory And I discovered that it was actually because of blocked memories that I began to have some struggle and some troubles. Mm -hmm. But I remember all too well when I was about 10, 11, 12, all the way up until I was age 17 and I got out of the house that I had a secret. And I didn't know who to talk to about my secret. I didn't know where to go with that secret. And the secret was that I was being sexually molested. Mm -hmm. And... This person was a trusted person, a person that I loved and that I looked up to. They were a person who was my childhood hero, and I would say he was my dad by daytime, and he was a perpetrator at night. And that childhood hero became a villain, and yet through that all, somehow I managed to continue to block out the damage that was being done and live my life throughout the day, but never knew what night it would be that my door would open to my bedroom and somebody would enter my room, my dad, and climb into the bed with me. Oh my gosh. So as I'm understanding, he wasn't just climbing into bed with you. He was doing things to you that we can't mention, which Don, I'm so sorry. That is horrible that you had to go through this. The emotions you felt must have been awful. How did you respond to his abuse? Did you act out, cry out, or did you freeze when it happened? That's a good question. You know, I'm a strong person and I'm kind of a fighter and we hear that it's fight or flight. We don't often talk about the freeze or please Mm. emotion that actually most women, most survivors will struggle with. I just 
froze. When I was being abused, that's what happened to me. I would just freeze. I would pretend I was asleep. I would freeze. I was motionless. Fear would grip me. And I recognized that as I grew, I also froze emotions. I didn't have time to be afraid. I was a fighter. I didn't have time to feel sorry for myself. I was trying to survive. And so all of those emotions got pushed down. I can tell you very honestly that later on, there was so much rage. I had so much anger, rage, and then it turned into depression, anxiety, sleepless nights, fear, Uh eating difficulties, overeating, undereating. But I can remember just kind of freezing and I laughed a lot and I used humor. I love humor. I enjoy humor. And so I kind of covered all of the brokenness that I was experiencing with some bravado of a little Tom girl who was a fighter and feisty. Mm -hmm. I have red hair. So I was given permission to have a feisty redhead temper. (laughs) And that's what I used to get by. So as a little girl, you were forced to not react and just stuff all those emotions down just to survive. Don, that is such a recipe for serious damage to your soul. Did you feel helpless because it was your own father? Or did you try to do something about it? Yeah, I didn't tell anyone. It was really confusing. And the confusion was the messages. I knew my dad loved me. I felt loved by my dad. And so in the beginning, I didn't know, is this like what everybody goes through? Is this normal? And then, of course, I discovered that it was not normal. It was very broken. It was very twisted. I did try to tell my sisters. I have two older sisters. And I didn't know if that was their story and their experience, Mm -hmm. if dad was abusing them too. And I reached out once and tried to go there on a school morning. We were all getting ready, lots of conversation. We were all having a great morning. And I just went there. I said, hey, guys, can I ask a question? Has dad ever done? And it went quiet. In 30 seconds, the conversation was over. Both of them like, nope, nope. Down the hall they went. She slammed her bedroom door. She slammed her bedroom door. And I just realized this is taboo. Do not talk about it. Don't ever bring it up again. Definitely don't ever tell anyone outside the family because by then, of course, I knew my dad would be in big trouble. Mm -hmm. And the perpetrator, he tells you those lies. He tells, you know, anybody that's being abused is being told a pack of lies by the abuser to protect their behavior. Don't tell your mother will leave me. It'll be your fault. The family will be broken apart. It'll be your fault. Mm. I'll go to jail. You know, nobody will understand our special relationship. A lot of lies that survivors are told. That is horrible, Don. But I do understand that perpetrators usually work really hard to cover their tracks. Let me ask, did your dad ever get caught? Maybe go to jail? Did he ever confess to his behavior? My dad never went to jail. He was held accountable privately. My dad, he is gone now. He died 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. He contracted cancer. But right before that happened, I had confronted my dad. He denied it all. And that made me even more angry. And about a year later, he came back and he said, you know what? I can't go to my grave with this. I need to ask for your forgiveness. I did do these things. And he said, and I can't tell you why. I don't have any good reason for it. I can't even give you an explanation. I know my dad was a tormented soul. I knew, you know, that he struggled with sexual addiction and brokenness in his own life. I know that as an adult. I did not know that then. Mm-hmm. 17 years ago when he came to me, of course, I was old enough to understand. But my dad, right after that happened, we found out he had cancer and he was gone within nine months. And I was always so thankful that we had that time 
where things were made right. So I did have restoration. Mm-hmm. Not saying he didn't deserve jail. He definitely did deserve that. But we didn't have to live through that chapter of the story. Wow. Let me ask you, what would you say to someone who's currently being abused right now? Or even maybe there's someone who is an abuser and is listening to this and is suddenly feeling tremendous guilt and an understanding of how wrong that behavior is. What would you say to those two individuals? Well, to the person who's being abused, if it's currently happening, I would say, please get out of the situation. If you're too young to make that decision, you need to talk to someone. Don't carry your secret. Help is available, and they need to reach out for that help. Mm -hmm. And to the person who's experienced abuse, maybe no longer being abused, I would say to you the same thing. Tell someone your secret. Healing does not come by hiding anything under the covers or under a rock. And your emotions and your body and the trauma that you've experienced will eventually tell on you. Same thing I experienced. Anxiety, depression, fear, phobias, mistrust. Mm. insecurities, broken identity, they will dog your tracks until you turn and face it down and deal with your abuse. To the abuser, I would say repentance is the only way. And repentance and reconciliation, and this is a difficult thing because that may very well involve making it right legally and paying that price. I don't know many abusers who are going to admit to abuse because that fear looms over them. But if you can talk to that person and if you can make it right with them and make it make amends, that is the right steps to take. And there is forgiveness available to any abuser. But stop the abuse and get help. Wow, Don. Thank you for sharing that. That is powerful. And I want to stop there. I want to have you on our next show to talk about how this secret manifested in your adult life and you experienced more abuse when you got married. So looking forward to having you on the show with us, Don. Thanks so much. Yes, you're welcome. Hang on. Let's come back and share some deep ancient writings, what they have to say about this right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to AwakenTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? My heart is so saddened to hear about her story, how Don Scott Damon's father would manipulate her to keep it secret. Abusers often do that. They abuse, then they put all the weight and pressure on their victims. I'm sorry, I'm not here to condemn, but this is a definition of evil working in this instance. 
and victims are commonly willing enablers who comply with the abuse due to fear of retribution or misplaced loyalty. I mean, this is a daughter who thought her father was abusing her. She was still loving her father and enabled him to do this abuse. I'm not blaming her for the situation though. I'm trying to bring revelation here that if there's ever an abuser, there's probably an enabler that goes with a plan of abuse. And friends, you don't have to go through abuse if you're being abused. You aren't called to do that. We're called to get away from the ways of darkness. It's written in Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. According to ancient scriptures, we're called to expose darkness, not to have fellowship with it, not have relationship with it, because the ways of darkness are unfruitful, meaning it doesn't bring life, rather it brings death. And I'm sensing that there's someone right now who may be going through that, and you're enabling it, and you're keeping it secret, and the Lord is calling you to begin to speak up. Father God, I'm praying right now, first of all, for anyone who's listening and saying, that's me, I'm going through abuse, I don't know what to do with it. Jesus, we receive you, and all the healing that you have, Lord Jesus, give us what we need to trust in you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.